0: Hello, my friend, welcome back to the club. How are you today? I recently had life coach Tana Inskeep do a live Zoom coaching call with members of the Christian Health Club, and it was so helpful. You know, we're doing Feast of Fast right now, and it's the most challenging round that we do all year because it's six and a half weeks instead of four we do three weeks of sugar detoxing instead of one. We do a super fast every week, whereas in regular Feast to Fast rounds, we only do one. So it's a little more intense as befits the season of Lent. And so I wanted us all to go into it with a really healthy mindset and with some tools to use uh, both for this round of Feast to Fast, but also just for long-term healthy mindset towards our dietary approach and overall self-stewardship. Um and so that's why I had Coach Tana on. I mean we we can't leave the mind apart out of spirit mind body when it comes to our health and well-being. And so I like to integrate that work into the club for members to work on it, you know, and also for you here. And because everyone was so appreciative and got so much value from our call with Coach Tana in the group, I wanted to have her on the podcast and bring that to you as well. So I am so happy that she's here. Welcome, Tana, to the Christian Health Club
1: podcast. Hello. Thank you. <laughs> so happy Yay. to be here. I'm
0: so happy you're here, my friend. Why don't you start by telling everybody just a little
1: bit more about you? Okay. Well, I'm born and raised in Texas, in Houston. And actually, my um, undergrad is a nutrition. I don't know if I, I share that with you. That's uh, awesome. Yeah. We came out to California. My husband and I came out to California about 14 years ago for my master's in seminary and um, intercultural communication. And then we started having babies. So I have four kids. I have a 12, 11, and a five and four-year-old. And I am a certified life coach. Been coaching for a few years now. And I love it. I just love being with people and seeing that transformation. And I feel like God has called me to kind of stand in the gap between faith and personal growth. Oh, I love that. Um, do you have, you have four boys? My oldest is a girl and the rest are boys. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> um, I was just
0: curious because I yeah. see your pictures and stuff and I'm, I was just trying to figure out. Okay. So you're a busy mommy. <laughs> yes. Yes. And doing life coaches, what life coaching? Why don't you tell us, um, tell everybody, what do life coaches do? I think a lot of people mm. that are not familiar are have don't really understand
1: what what a life coach actually does. Mm, mm-hmm. That's a great question. Okay, so co- there's coaches everywhere, right? So I think to bottom line, coaches help people get from where they are now to where they want to be. And that can be somewhere in, hey, I'm single and I want to start dating or I'm single and I want to get married or, hey, I'm 10 pounds overweight, I want to lose 10 pounds or, hey, I'm I'm really mean to myself and that hurts all my relationships and I want to start being nice to myself and start growing my relationships with other people. I mean, it's from here to there. It's different from therapy. I feel like therapy looks back you know, at the past and deals with a lot of like emotions and stories and coaching can feel therapeutic. We, we do, there's emotion that comes up, there is processing, uh, but there's so many other tools that we use. And I feel like you can bring up your stuff, but also you're moving forward. You're not just constantly looking backwards.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I uh, yeah, I, I, I just was thinking about when we were um, on the Zoom call with the people in my group because a lot of them had never. I wanted them to have that experience of what what life coaching is, and so you coached some people on the call, and that was really great. And one of the people on the on the Zoom call, Melissa, she was saying how she'd read a book about the importance of mindset, you know, mm. in order to change your life and, and achieve your goals and stuff like that. Um, and I think a lot of us you know, hear about the importance of mindset. And so anyway, she's like, I read that book and it was great. But then I was like, okay, now what do I do? You know, like, I, I, like, how do you change your mindset? And the book didn't really offer a practical way to do it. And so I think there are a lot of people in the, um, in the same boat. I've been a part of um, group coaching, one-on-one coaching, self-coaching, and it has been such a game changer Mm -hmm. for me. You know, I'm so much more self-aware When I'm having self-sabotaging thoughts, I better understand how those thoughts prevent me from reaching my goals, whether they're health goals, family goals, career goals. And I just don't think people even realize that they're having certain thoughts that are leading them to actions that don't align with who they want to be and what they want to do. But I feel like what a life coach really does... um, are a really good life coach like you, you catch those, you mm-hmm. help, you help point those out and you help us take those captive mm-hmm. um, before they take, become an action that we don't want to have. I, and I really think that's the value of having a one-on-one coach is that you expose those thoughts when like maybe I or somebody couldn't recognize them for myself or the impact of what happens with those thoughts that we have. would you agree?
1: A hundred percent. So what's fascinating is before I became a coach, I didn't realize we have about forty to 60,000 thoughts a day. And a lot of times our thoughts are on autopilot. We, so we have beliefs, which to me are thoughts that we think over and over, and they become a belief. And unfortunately, we don't really, we've not ever really been taught how to think about our thoughts or how to even observe them or even know that it's possible, that it's optional to think something different. We just think whatever pops up in our head is truth. So for example, you know, you could be getting ready in the morning, look at yourself in the mirror and be like, oh, you're, you're fat, you know, or gosh, look at all that gray hair or, oh my gosh, it's going to be such a bad day, you know? All these thoughts, oh, where's my key? I mean, there's, and we're constantly having thoughts, but like those thoughts, if we think them, they make us feel pretty bad for the most part. Like if they're not checked, right? Like we think that they're true, right? But we can also choose to think different thoughts about ourselves that that serve us and serve us, you know, to go where we wanna go. And that to me is that part of taking our thoughts captive because, you know, a lot of things we believe our thoughts that, that we, that started when we were young, you know, how our parents treated us, how, you know, society and culture and how we thought about ourselves. And we just think that's true. This is just who I am, which is not true at all. Um, and that's, that's really changed my life. I mean, I've, I used to have thoughts, you know, okay, I'll, I'll tell you one, like, this is like, we're going to go, we're going to go deep dive. I'm, I'm very honest about my, my past and, um, I came from a really hard childhood. So I had incredibly low self-esteem, low self-worth and very uh, negative self-beliefs. So um, I could just tell you real quick, I was adopted and um, grew up in this really hard home, just like a lot of physical abuse. And then I kind of moved from family to family. And then 19, I became a Christian. But by that time, you know, I like, Like when I was in middle school, I used to eat in the cafeteria and cover my mouth while I was eating because I felt so much shame for um, just just eating. I don't know. I just felt really insecure. It was really crazy. But um, I mean, it was a really hard childhood. But so I used to have my identity was this little orphan girl who I never wanted to be a burden. So I, I never asked for anything of any of the families I stayed with. And I would just take scraps. Like, I was a person that would take scraps. That was my identity for a long, long time. And never wanted to rock the boat. Never wanted to um, ask or be a burden. So, because that was my belief, was I'm a burden. And I didn't know that at the time. I had no idea. But it wasn't until, you know, decades later that things started coming to the surface. And I could examine this. Am I really a burden? Like, who says who could, who's, who's telling me that? Is that true? And you no, know, like God says, I, I'm a blessing. I'm beloved. I'm a masterpiece. And I'm loved and I'm worthy. I'm accepted. And I'm an image bearer. Like that's my identity. That's my true identity. And, I've, and he looks at me and says, very good, right? Just like everybody else, we are all image bearers. And so it's, and it changed my life. Like I live and I think about myself differently. I think about other people differently. And because of that, it has changed the trajectory of my life. Because if I was constantly living in, you know, interacting with people as, I'm, as if I were a burden, I wouldn't ask for things. I wouldn't ask for that raise or, you know, I would, I just interacted with people and things differently with that thought. But that's not true. And now knowing, like believing and living out that I'm an image bearer, like our God is glorious and he's good. And so he looks at me and is 100% well pleased, done. So I don't have to, I don't have to try to get the approval of anybody. I can be me. I could be all, I could be am my, my imperfect, flawed, crazy, loud, goofy, silly, sometimes still insecure, you know, sometimes da-da-da-da-da, right? Right. And that's okay he's he loves me, and I can show up as me, and that's so freeing and then I take more risk, I talk to more people, I do more things like life is completely different just by that one one little thought that has changed
0: that's amazing. I love that we are all image bearers mm-hmm. I'm gonna hold on to that one I'm yes, <laughs> yes, I like that thought <laughs> i'm gonna I'm gonna use that one um. That's, that's amazing. That's such a great example. Um, like you said, just one, one thought that you had Mm. and, and just, if you wouldn't have taken that captive, your life would be completely different right now.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. And I think that's, I mean, it's so true in so many aspects of life when it comes to, because since, you know, we're here talking a lot about taking care of our health and self stewardship and all of these different things that, um, I try to hold this space for my people. You know, I, I find that most of us know for the most part, we know what to do. You know, I, um, we know the general things that we need to do, but we don't do it. Or we might start doing something like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm going to start eating healthier. This -hmm. is my week. Here I go. Um, but then, you know, maybe they have a day that's maybe an off day and then, And then a thought will creep in and then they stop. And then we, then we get on this yo-yo dieting cycle. Um, So there's that right there. We could talk about two or three hours on.
1: Yes, (laughs) we can. Let's
0: let's pick it apart a little because um, I just, I, first of all, want people to see that, you know, in order to transform the body, you have to first transform the mind because the mind is what tells the body what to do, right? We don't do anything except for what our thoughts tell us to do. So um, let's kind of talk through, kind of just kind of pick that apart and and talk through it. Um, in our Zoom call, we talked a lot about how, um, you know, as we were going into this round of Feast of Fast, and it's a long round, and how um, everybody wanted to go in it and be very successful, but that we talked a lot about black and white thinking, and how mm-hmm. so many of us are like, okay, I'm on or I'm off, um, Mm. if I don't do it perfectly, then forget it. You know, if they have a day where they, you know, ate something quote unquote off plan or, or what it may be, then, then they throw in the towel. Um, so if you could just kind of help talk us through some of that, um, and show us how that leads us to just a vicious cycle (laughs) of self-sabotage and, and yo-yo dieting and all those things.
1: Oh, my goodness. Okay. So black and white thinking is binary. It's this or that, right? It's, it's, it's we're good or we're bad. We're right or we're wrong. And that kind of thinking, right, is it's a it's a double binder. It's a lose-lose scenario. And why? Here it is. Okay. So let's just say, like, if we go off plan, then that means I'm bad. All right. I failed. Okay. So that's a lose right there. So let's go to the other side of the spectrum of staying on plan. So I'm staying on plan, staying on plan, staying on plan, right? AKA perfectionism. And then I make a mistake or I fall off the wagon or, you know, you name it. Then what does that do? It sends me all the way to the other side of the spectrum of I failed. I'm bad. But the thing is, is we can't maintain perfectionism. Like nobody can. There's only one. We cannot maintain like perfect all the time. So when we put ourselves in a container of getting it perfect, doing it right all the time, we will always fail. And that feels really, really bad. So like, that's how that all or nothing thinking constantly keeps us in the cycle. Cause we're like, okay, we're doing good. We're doing good. Oh, I made a mistake. I'm bad. And then there's shame. Shame comes in. See, look, and our brain starts telling to See? You see why you can't do it? Look, look at who you are. Identity comes in, right? You're, you're just a person. You're just never going to do it. And, and here's like what I want to offer, like how to combat that a little bit. And I, I don't know if you've heard this saying, but, uh, and I love this, but it says like one bad moment in the day doesn't mean you've had a bad day, right? Or mm-hmm. one bad experience doesn't mean you have a bad life, Right. And the same can go for people on your plan. So one hiccup, one thing off plan doesn't mean you're bad at the whole thing. It doesn't mean that. It just means you had a hiccup. And like that gives information. It just means like, oh, okay. So like what was happening? Was I stressed? Did I not have a plan? Did I not have the food I needed? You know, so my offer is when people do go off plan, the very first thing is to have a lot of compassion. And I think also what's at play is with the black or white thinking. It's, it's very, it's kind of perfectionism at play. And the reason why we um, strive for perfectionism, it's, it's an identity issue because if I'm perfect, then I'm good. If I do this right, then I'm good enough. Right? So when I don't do it perfectly, then that means I'm bad. When I'm bad, that's shame. Shame comes in the picture. Shame is always present in black or white thinking. It always leads back to I'm bad. Something's wrong with me. I'm broke. And that's not true. It's just a way of thinking that makes us feel shame all the time. And we're stuck in that shame cycle. So my offer is separate your identity, separate identity from what you're doing. Because our identity is already fixed. No matter what we do, no matter if we fail and eat Twinkies the rest of our life, for real, and I know you probably don't want to hear that, but it's true, like really, or what we do in life as believers, our identity is an image bearer of God. We are made in his image, good, right, and holy. That's just who we are. We cannot not be because how who he made us, right? So that's our identity. So then we can separate and go back and look at the program. And my offer is to look at it as a loving scientist. So, okay, so I I got off plan here. Okay, so let's look at that as a scientist, huh? Okay, what worked here? What's been working? Oh, I've had my groceries, I've been planning, I've been checking off, I've been supportive, I've been praying, asking God, I've been drinking my water, all the things, right? Okay, great, awesome. And celebrate that, that's so good. And also like, what was I thinking? What was I thinking that created all this success, right? That's also really important. What was I feeling? I was feeling supported. I was feeling determined, encouraged. And then you would look at like, okay, what didn't work? I didn't have groceries. I was rushed. I was stressed. I was overwhelmed. I didn't feel like I had support. Okay, good. That's information. It's, it's no judgment. It's just information. And then the next part is, okay, so what am I going to do differently? What can I do differently? Okay, maybe I can lean on my husband to go grocery shopping, right? Or maybe I need to go take a bath or go for a little walk before I come into the house. Or I need to pray and decompress for like five minutes before I walk into the house. Or maybe I need a little snack. I need a protein bar, you know, or something or or a protein snack or something with me when that, you know, hunger comes up or water, you know, whatever it is. So, So the person... Can um, from a loving place be a problem solver and find solutions rather than going back into that shame and give up, right? Throw in the towel because that's what we want to do when we feel bad, when we make ourselves bad for making a mistake. We want to hide. We throw in the towel. We say it's not for us, and then it's over. We go hide, but then we don't. We don't really want that. We don't really want that. That's not the result they're after. But the shame is so strong. We feel so bad that it's it makes us hide. And then we finally, they finally come back. Okay, I'm going to do it again. I'm going to try again. But with that black or white thinking, it's just going to be that never ending cycle.
0: Yeah. I um, I love when we, we kind of talk through this in the group. And one of the things you said is a thought that, I have hung on to, um, and it was what if this is how it's supposed to be? Mm. so you know say um and, and you know I, I hope everybody here knows i think if they listen to the podcast they know like when we do feast to fast we plan for our heck yeahs, we bring in those foods that aren't that healthy and we work them in so we mm. plan for it right and so mm-hmm. um so it's a sustainable way of eating because uh, mm-hmm. nobody's gonna be perfect and you know we all like to you know have um Happy hour with our girlfriends, and and have you know chips and guacamole, and eat cookies with our kids. I mean, those are life moments, and so and those aren't wrong moments. Mm. Um, we just can't have all those moments all the time, where our bodies can mm-hmm. suffer. So, mm-hmm. so we just have to we have to work them in. But, mm-hmm. um, but I loved how when we were talking through this, you know, you were saying, well, first of all, we you know, thoughts are optional, and you you said that, and I think a lot of people don't realize like. Oh, I can just totally think something opposite of what I'm thinking right now. Mm-hmm. Maybe we should start there because I think so many people think thoughts are – take thoughts as truth, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and just that's the way it is and that's all. You know, yes. that I can't change – my brain, oh, but yeah, yeah, you can. <laughs> the Bible mm-hmm. tells us to actually. Yeah. Um, and so let's start with that and um, maybe talk us through, I have I have introduced the um, concept of the model mm-hmm. to my audience. We've talked about it before, how our um, thoughts lead to our results, but so feel free to kind of, it's hard to do it without a visual, but you know, still feel free to talk through that and, and tell us how our thoughts
1: are optional um, and that good stuff. Okay, absolutely. I have a thought that just popped into my head around. Okay, so let's just say someone starts feast to fasting. Am I saying that? Am I saying that right? I'm saying that right. Yeah, feast to fast. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was like, Wait. Yeah. Okay. Great. So someone starts it, and they start the first day is great, and then they go to bed. As they go to bed, they're like, "This is so hard." That's a thought. It feels real. But that's a thought. So when someone's thinking, this is so hard. like I can't believe I have 40 days of this or 30 <laughs> days. What? This is so hard. The first day they're thinking, this is so hard, right? So in the model, you have a thought and that thought creates a feeling. So if I'm thinking, this is so hard. How about let's play? Like, I'll ask you, if you're thinking, do you want to do that? Does that sound good? Sure, sure. Okay. So if you're thinking like first day, you, you did great, man, you got in there but you're like, this is so hard. Like, how would that make you feel? I would feel discouraged. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then great. All
0: kinds of new thoughts come in. Like there's no way I'm going to ever be able to do this. I'm going to fail. <laughs> all the thoughts come flooding in, which make you yes. feel even more worse and have all these terrible feelings.
1: Yes. Okay. So you're feeling discouraged. What other feeling
0: are you? Um, feeling? This is so hard this is so hard, hopeless, um, mm. discouraged,
1: um, not confident. Okay. So d- hopeless, discouraged, and not confident and confident. Okay. So when you're thinking this is hard, or that's a thought, the feeling hopeless, <clears throat> discouraged, not confident. So our thoughts produce a feeling, our feeling drives our actions, like how we show up in the world. So if you wake up the next day and you're thinking, you're feeling hopeless, right. And you're feeling discouraged on day two and you're not confident because this is so hard. What do you, what, what, how would you show up?
0: Um, I could see, I have a visual of myself. I could see
1: myself in my
0: kitchen, just looking around and just like, this is hard and making it harder on myself. Like I, I can't find anything to eat and, mm-hmm. um, just in, in choosing something that, um, may not exactly be on plan, but because I've thought this is hard, it's not going to work. So forget mm-hmm. it. I'm just going to eat this and do whatever.
1: Yeah. Forget it. Right. Quit. Forget just, it.
0: Yeah. Quit. Yeah. That's an action. Yes. And that <laughs> could be on day one, or it could be on day 21. I mean, yes. you know, it's yes. Um, Every day is a, a, a day to, um, that we have to, to be present for this. So yes. Okay. I like where you're going with this.
1: Yes. Okay. So this is so hard, feeling hopeless, discouraged. So what do you do? You're looking around and it, it's making it harder. Like, cause you're looking around, probably looking at how hard it is, right? Like all the things you have to do, or you are, it just seems so tough, right? You're looking at your, you're not on plan. You're just like throwing the towel, forget it and quit right? So that's the result. So our thoughts create a feeling, our feelings drive our actions, and then our action creates a result. So what would the result be? Let's just keep it on day two. If you're like looking around and making it harder, you can't find any food on your plan. You're not on plan. You're starting to fear off a little bit. You just want to throw in the towel and quit. Like what would the result be?
0: I would, Eat something not on not on plan or not what not what I yeah eat something not on plan or what I had intended to eat. Mm-hmm. I would yes. quit quit before I even got started, yeah. <laughs> or say yeah and say oh start again tomorrow you know yes,
1: and... which makes it hard
0: when you're yes. constantly
1: starting again over and over and over because it's like start stop start stop that makes it hard which our results often are, um, created by the thought or well, always created by the thought. And this is hard. I can't do this. That's exactly what happened, it was hard and you couldn't do it and start over again. And so that's, that's part of, you know, why thoughts are so important because our brain believes what we tell it. So if we believe that it's hard and that we can't do it. We're, we're going to be right. But we can also choose to ke- take that thought captive to, to notice it and be like, oh, okay. And, and here's how I would say, like, if someone's like, well, how do I know that? How do it feel so true? You know, so this is what I would offer. Like check in with your body, like your feelings. So like God gives us feelings, right? We, we feel mad, angry, sad, frustrated, jealous, resentful, bitterness. And sometimes I, I feel like in the church we're taught like feelings are bad. But God gave them to us for a reason. And I really believe feelings are indicators. Just like, you know, on an airplane when they're pilots, like the red light goes off. It's like indicating something's going on. Like, oh, I need more gas or, hey, we need more oxygen. Same thing with our bodies. So what you could do if all of a sudden you realize, okay, I'm feeling really discouraged. I'm feeling really frustrated and sad. Oh, okay. Okay, what's, what's going on? What am I thinking right now? Like that's where someone can start. So if, they're, if someone's on plan and they're, they're feeling discouraged or they're feeling defeated or sad, right, or, or hopeless, that's an indicator that they're thinking something that's creating them to feel hopeless and discouraged. So um, always start there. Like, I'm feeling so frustrated. Why? Because I feel like it's going to take forever. Okay, that's the thought. So you want to ask yourself why? Why am I feeling this way? That will probably give you the thought. Why am I feeling so frustrated? Because I feel like I'm restricting myself. I can't keep the Okay. Then it's like, let's look at that. That's the gold. Because is it true? Are, do you, are, maybe you are restricting. Do you want to keep restricting? No. Do you have freedom? Yeah. Okay. So what would it be like to be on plan with freedom? Actually, I have so much freedom. I get to choose these little fun foods and choose this like how is that freedom and that feels so much better right to reframe freedom from restrict restriction
0: yes oh i really i really like that because then my my brain just started like whirling with you know i feel restricted you know and then ask yourself do i want to restrict um you know and somebody might say no i don't want to but do I want to be where I was? You know, why am I even doing this? I mean, this leads to so many more. You know, then you have to question yourself why, why would I even, why am I even trying this health plan or why, why oh. am I trying this new exercise plan? Because I want more freedom in my body. You know, I want yes. to be able to move. I want to feel good in my body. I want to get to play with my grandkids, you know, get up and off the floor easily. I want to, um, run around the yard, you know, whatever it is and play with my kids. Um, I, and so I, I just don't think people take the time to do that or recognize that this is a process that can be done. Yeah.
1: Because we're not taught anything about the brain or thoughts. Oh, and that, can I just say something when you just said the, why, okay, this is a really powerful tool that any of your listeners can do. And I love this. You want to have them like write down, all the why's, like, why are you doing this? Like all of it. And don't judge it. I mean, if it's because I want to wear a size, whatever pair of jeans, or I want to look good for the wedding, that's fine. Don't judge it. It's not prideful. It's fine. Or I want to be healthy. Like all the things you want to write down all the things, all the reasons, because when you hit that moment, not if, because you will, you'll hit that moment where it's like, I want that brownie, right? Or, you know, I want five brownies. <laughs> I'm so stressed, right? You go to your wise. You have them ready. You're like, this is why I'm don't, I'm not going to eat five brownies today. This is, this is why I might eat half a brownie or like a quarter, you know, or whatever, whatever it is, whatever. Or it's, even it's, a whole on one. Okay. Or even a whole <laughs> one. Yeah. Yeah. I just say, you know, for me, I just like a little, I'm savory. <laughs> so I just like a little piece of, well, girl, oh, I'm, I'm
0: sweet. I would eat are the you? whole brownie. <laughs>
1: girl give me the guacamole and chips over here (laughs) um but yeah so like the whys are so important because they have your back I know it sounds really crazy but like when your whys are at the forefront so if you have them on a piece of paper like put them down by the refrigerator you know on the on the cupboard put them in your mirror so you can constantly see like remind yourself like why am I doing this why it's so important and if you don't know why, if, then of course, it's going to be so much easier to like, oh, throw in the towel. Like this is, of course I can't do this. But if you're like, these are the reasons why, like that's conviction. Like I have purpose. I have intentionality and they can constantly, you know, have that. And that's just a way of having their own back of self-support. Yeah. Ha- yeah.
0: I love that. Um, So, okay, let's. So I'm, I mean, my brain's like, like it's I know right now. Okay, with like all the thoughts that people have when they're working, you know, working toward a health goal. I mean, it's not going to be easy. It's it's when we're changing mm. things are uncomfortable, right? Or I I just said it's not going to be easy. That's a thought, and that's probably not a good one.
1: Oh, but um. <laughs> I do have something about that. I'll tell you whenever, okay.
0: later. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Well, no, go, go go ahead right now. Go because I'll I'll spin off and we'll forget it. So go ahead.
1: Okay. Can I? I just wanted to share like a little. Just Maybe this would be encouraging to people who are, are learning about thoughts and how our brain works and how God designed our brains, but um, you're right about that. So like resistance, we know how we feel resistance, like, uh, it's so hard, right? Like that is con- it will all, we'll always have resistance, just like gravity. We throw a ball up, it comes down. Whenever we're going into change, our body will resist. And, and I mean, our brain will, like, it's like, uh, because... Our body wants three things. Our brain wants three things all the time. Pleasure, right? It does not want to feel pain. And it wants to conserve energy. And imagine like going feast to fasting. That goes against everything your brain wants, right? Your brain wants to feel good, right? It wants, that's why it feels so good to have you get those hits with like brownies and it feels good. We want more and more and more, right? And pain, it does not want to feel pain. And it wants to conserve energy. So it it doesn't want, because outside of our comfort zone, right, is where we grow. So the thing is, if we know that, and when our brain is like, I want this, I want this, then you can be like, yeah, my brain, there's nothing wrong with you. You're not broken or fixed, or, you know, you don't need to be fixed. It's just knowing like, okay, of course my brain is going to be craving this pleasure. And I can choose to say no, not not now, right? And that is also going into like, you know, like the hurt and the pain is knowing that any type of growth is painful. So when people are coming into your program, knowing like, this is going to hurt a little bit. I think sometimes we go into things. This is going to be amazing. I'm going to like feel so good. No, you're going to hurt. It's, it's, it's going to be kind of hard and that's okay because you know, you're wise. You're in here for a reason, right? You're going to get connected to God. You're going to be transformed your body, your mind, spirit, everything, right? And just like pruning in the Bible, God prunes us and we bear so much fruit through that pain, right? When people are working out, they have to, their muscles tear. And and when they repair, they're bigger. There's so much growth that comes from pain. And our brain does not want to go there, but if we're willing to go there, and you know, there's so many I can like go on and on. But um, it's knowing that okay, yeah, this is going to hurt. It's going to be kind of hard, and I can support myself, right? How can I support myself in this? And am I willing to feel the pain? Am I willing to feel the discomfort in order to fill in the blank by the end of this? You know, forty days, thirty days. Um, another thing our brain, um, you know, does is it, it offers the stories of who we are, our identity. Like you're just not a person who da-da-da-da-da. You've never been a, you know, I'm just the person who da-da-da. Our brains want to offer that story. Why? Because it, it wants us to conserve energy. Stay in status quo. Not become the person that's willing to feel discomfort. The person that's willing to go through this, you know, really challenging you know, experience, but the person who goes for what they want, who wants to spend time with the Lord, who wants to be in this group, who wants to make changes in her life, right? And it's the process of going through that and saying no to things and yes to things and um and and loving, you know, themselves with compassion and not shaming themselves or making mistakes. But you know, all the ups and downs along the way, they will come out a completely different person. And that's beautiful. And so our brain always offers resistance, does not want to feel pain. It offers stories to stay stuck. And um, our brain, here's the one thing that's really big. It doesn't see progress that often. So what I mean by that is our brains, um, you know, are constantly looking at the like what's not working Right, because it wants us to get. It's like, okay, that's not working. Let's work on that. Right. It doesn't look at. It's there's a negativity bias. We're constantly looking at what needs to be fixed, what's not working. So we have to train our brain to look at what is working, and that is when we know that our brain's constantly doesn't see progress. For example, um, think about ice. You could have ice at thirty-three degrees. And you can take it out, but you you can't really see that it's melting. It looks like it's not working. It just looks like it's sitting there like, oh, it's not working, but there's stuff happening, but it's very, very small. And so when we know that our brains don't see progress a lot, we have to put in systems in place to see that progress, to have massive self-support when we want to quit, when it feels painful, right? When we have resistance. And then we're like, well... I don't see the, the, my weight hasn't changed on the scale. My pants still feel tight, you know, but it's like, actually there are some changes. Like what are those changes that are happening? You know, like, Hey, I'm learning to love myself more. Oh, look, um, this feels differently or, Oh, I feel closer to the Lord. I mean, there's so many ways to measure, but that's also really important because, um, if we don't see that progress and usually it's really slow, micro, Um, we can get discouraged and quit. So I just want to share that part about like that is biological. That's real stuff. It's not made up that our brains truly, truly will resist. They don't want to, you know, we don't want to hurt. Doesn't really see the progress. And uh, we believe stories. And um, a lot of that is what holds us back from reaching goals. But when we know that we can hack it and we can reach our goals.
0: Yeah. It's that primal brain. If you think like historically, I mean, our brains had to be trained or had to be primed to see the threat, I Mm -hmm. guess. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, whether, um, you know, you might see the threat of an animal, like, you know, coming upon your camp, you know, I'm talking like pre- housing days <laughs> yes you know? uh-huh. or uh-huh. or a or threat of a person or a threat of not having food and th- and that's why you know our brains are trained you know historically when we didn't have all this food all the time and you came upon a you know like a, a ripe juicy fruit tree your brain's like eat that eat it while mm-hmm. you can because mm-hmm. we didn't used to always have all that food availability and so that's mm-hmm. what our brains like for survivability um, for survival, yes. you know, mm-hmm. eat, you know, keep protect yourself. I mean, I think our brain is trying to protect us and, all of these things that it's yes. doing. Um, but it's, and so thank you brain that you do that. But mm-hmm. in order to progress, we have to, um, we have to push on our brain a little bit and, mm-hmm. and change those, you know, those neural pathways and, and, and make new ones. And, and that is not easy, but it's doable. And this is the way you do it. This is the practical way that you do it. Mm -hmm. And so, which, you know, with life coaching or that, this is the most practical way I have found to try to share with people, um, of how to change mindset is through coaching. Um, whether you're working with a one-on-one coach or you're in a group coaching or, or if you learn to self-coach, whatever it is, you need to know these tools and understand how the thought leads to the result so that again, you can take that captive. So first we have to recognize it. Like you're saying, we have to recognize it. We don't always recognize it in ourselves, which is why having somebody help us do that is really helpful. And then, um, and then to reframe that. And so one, like I, so what I was saying earlier, one of the the thoughts that I loved that you kind of planted in my brain and that I wanted to share is, you know, as we and 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 against this perfectionism, because we're not going to eat perfect every day for the rest of our lives. I mean, if you think you're going to do that, then what what are you thinking? <laughs> you're living in law. You're living in a fairyland. I don't know. Um, there's no way we're going to eat uh, perfect for the rest of our lives. And so, um, the what you said in the group was, "What if you know?" Because we talked about staying the course. I want to stay the course. Mm-hmm. And then if somebody goes quote unquote off course, you know, then they feel really that about themselves mm-hmm. they have those bad feelings and then they go want to go more off course and mm-hmm. you said what if this is how the course is supposed to be
1: what mm. if staying
0: on course means there are going to be times you know having some of these up and down times mm-hmm. but that we can you know that we weather those and st- instead of um instead of maybe we're having a little bit of a, an off day, a down day, or, or, or maybe not the, the, we didn't go the way we thought it was going to go, whether it's eating or anything. Yes. Um, like you said, that's a moment, you know, it's not, it didn't mean you had a whole bad day. It didn't mean you ruined the whole program or whatever mm-hmm. you're trying to do or the project or whatever mm-hmm. it is. And what if that's just a part of, of it you're supposed to experience that so that you can learn and move on and I love that that just that gives me so much uh, freedom Mm -hmm. um, and grace to think of it that way like this this is there's nothing has gone wrong here this is just part of the course is learning about myself along the way and I think that's just was just so helpful for me Mm -hmm. and why I wanted to share it with everybody else
1: A hundred percent. And I think for me, even I used to think growth was linear. It's a straight line up, like you're just growth, but growth is really a lot of many ups and downs, ups and downs, ups and downs heading upwards and twirls and twists and everything else. And I think in our Western culture, you know, we see things going from point A to point B, but there's so many twists and turns and ups and downs. And I think if we can see it that way, like, yeah, this is part of the journey. Of course, I'm gonna go off. I'm gonna go off course a little bit. Of course, I'm gonna have some hard days and some challenging. This is part of it. And I'm gonna get back up and I'm gonna keep going.
0: Yeah. That that was just very freeing for me. And I, I think mm. a, a lot of people in the group are like, ah, that was that was so good. Um <laughs> and that and that that is what we would call, um, an intentional thought, right? So we have our kind of automatic thoughts that we need to take captive, those ones Mm -hmm. that are not serving us. And then we can work on replacing those with different thoughts. And so that's what you're saying. Thoughts are optional, right? We can, Mm -hmm. we can choose different ones. So let's kind of talk through that because I think for some people, they think they have to do some kind of positive affirmation, like, you know, um, their thought might be, um, You know, I've I've failed. You know, they did something I failed, and then Mm. they think they have to think. No, I didn't. I'm perfect. I did. I'm awesome. I did it perfectly. (laughs) And it's like, no, we're not saying it's. You know, no, that's that's a hard sell for your brain. You know, to go from one extreme to the other. So, Uh talk us through these optional thoughts. How we can maybe kind of stair step that, or how do we how do we make our way into reframing and changing those thoughts that we can
1: actually believe or work with mm okay, let, okay, I love that. So let's just keep using that thought because um, this is hard, right? So if someone's having that thought and that feels really yucky, right to think that. so um and here's the thing, like we can't lie to our brains and be like, no, this is so easy. It's like, no, our brain can't latch onto that. It's like, no, this is not easy. Um so here's the like so what I like to offer is is okay so if someone thinks this is hard they could also say i'm learning to become the person that does hard things or i'm becoming a person who can do hard things so i mean there's so many ways you can go you can tackle this but so it doesn't mean you have to make it not hard but you could say hey i'm becoming the person where this you know who does hard things Or I'm finding evidence that this is doable. Or I'm finding evidence that I can do this. Even if it's hard, I can still do this. Another one is, uh, you know, like, so I like to have these thoughts to put in front of, or what if, what if it's not as hard as I think it is? You could ask that question. What if it's neutral? What if this is just the plan? You know, you can ask like, "What if?" Um, you can also. I love to. I love to start off the thoughts of, "I'm becoming a person who." I'm a, becoming a person who follows through. I'm becoming a person that gets the support I need. I'm becoming a person who's when I say yes, I do. I follow through. I'm becoming a person who loves myself even when I make mistakes. I'm becoming a person who says yes even when it's hard. You could just take that and go over and over and over. So that's becoming a
0: person who eats mm -hmm. two cups of vegetables a day. Yes. (laughs) Whatever it is. Yes. Who drinks the water. Yes. And make it and make it, I think, again, you know, make it small, even if it's, you know, one cup, two cups. I'm a person that drinks three cups of water a day. Like you can stair step your way. Mm. I think people try to, um, you know, believe things that don't feel true to them, but you can feel true. Like you said, I'm becoming a person who drinks three cups of water a day. That, Mm -hmm. that feels believable and you'll know Mm -hmm. it in your body. Like I've heard you say, you know, to pay attention to the way your feelings feel in your body. Um, and you know, Mm -hmm. when something feels believable Mm -hmm. uh, and when it
1: doesn't. Right. Mm -hmm. Like another one is another thought that just came up is that self-defeating, like I can't do this. Right. Um, and then you could just ask, what if I can what if? What if I can do the next best thing? Well, what, what if? What if I can do lunch today? What if I can do it for the next minute? What if it kind of just takes that where you know I can't do this closes it. What if I can? I'm learning to believe I can, right? So it's not. It, so it, it kind of is. What I like about these thoughts is. It, it takes us out of the black and white thinking. Like, I can't do this is black or white thinking. This is hard. It's, it sounds very definitive, right? And it, it, they're just thoughts. And that's that's where it becomes sticky because it feels so real. Like, this is true, right? Um, but with someone who's thinking, I can't keep going. It's like, it's possible that I can keep going. It's possible that I can complete my next best step, just, just this next step. And then the next, I'm ready to start believing I can. And they just think that thought over and over. So their brain is going to keep offering, no, I can't, I can't, I can't. And you just keep saying, I'm ready to start believing I can. And, and here's the thing. When we start thinking on purpose, like you said, with intentional thoughts, you know, I'm learning to believe I can, So that this is the other thing. This is like another tool tip pro tip here is to look for evidence in the past where you've done something that you thought you couldn't do, which hint, hint, that's our whole life. (laughs) At one point, at one point we couldn't walk, right? We couldn't ride a bike. We didn't know how to eat, right? So we became a person who could walk. We became the person that could, you know, learn how to chew their food. You know, we became the person who learned how to ride a bike. And so I can become the person that keeps my promises. I can become the person that drinks two cups of water. I can become, because we see, we've seen in the past, we are people that have done things that have done hard things and that have done things that we thought we couldn't. And that really gives us a boost because it gives us evidence. Actually, I am a person that can do hard things. Huh? how is that possible here in this situation?
0: Mm -hmm. I love that also, um, that curiosity. And so that's one thing you were saying too, when we come up, when we're in a situation, um, or maybe we have done something, you know, like overeaten or, Mm -hmm. um, something like that, like, you know, or Ate something that we had said, you know, I'm not going to eat that. I'm not, I will say you're on a sugar detox and you have a muffin or something. And instead of just berating yourself and having all these thoughts, I'm a failure. I've ruined it. I'll never see you'll never do this. Mm. Instead of doing saying things like that and becoming kind of like you said, the, a scientist or maybe a journalist and like mm. um, asking yourself questions or, or and being neutral about it. So, kind of may take us through some of those questions. Um, that we might ask ourselves, you know, if I'm, if I was like, I ate something, uh, the circumstance would be, you know, I ate, I ate a muffin during a sugar detox and my thought Mm. was, um, you know, I'll never see, I'll never be able to do this. Or I, um, I ruined it again. I I went off plan. I I can't stick to a plan. Mm, That kind mm -hmm. of thing. And so um, how could we shift that, thought, that feeling, um, into something that's not negative and, and move it towards more of a neutral, in a neutral position.
1: Mm, That's okay. That's such a good question. I think here's the question I think someone could ask, is it true? Like if someone thinks I'll never, I'll never be able to do this, like it feels so real in the moment, it feels so true. But if you stop and you're like, is that true? I'll never be, and you could be really like, uh, sar- not sarcastic, what's the word? Like exaggerate. Like I'll very never, very dramatic. <laughs> dramatic. I'll never, ever, ever, ever. Really? Is that true? And here's, here's the thing. Um, I love to, okay, following that question, I love to take people to a courtroom. And so imagine if, if they walked into the courtroom and only the only thing that you could talk about were facts, right? Not opinions, not you know beliefs or things that felt really, really. But facts, you know, like we live in the United States—that's a fact, right? You live in Texas—that's a fact. Um, and so, so that person would walk into the courtroom and they would tell the judge, "I, I'll never be able to do this. I'll never be able to do it." And in the courtroom, you have you know you have the, the jury. And everybody else, people that love them, people that know them, and people that have overcome hard situations, all are there. and everybody has to agree that that's true Is, And then do you think that everybody would agree in that courtroom that I'll never be able to do this, like one of your one of your ladies that that would be true for them? No, yeah. And so when you, when you can take it that far, then it kind of takes the pressure off. Okay. Like I'm believing something that's not true. Okay. Like I never, that's a black or white thinking. Right. And so it's like, okay, that's like, how is it true that I might be able to do this? And, and that's another, that's the second question you could ask. How, how is it possible that I could do this and you want to write it all down. I could get help from Chelsea. I could hire a coach. I could pray. I could get support from my family. Like, and your brain, once you ask that question, your brain will start to help you. Your brain will start to give you all kinds of ideas. Like I could, I could spend a little more money and, and get prepackaged, you know, cut up vegetables. That would help me. You know, your brain will offer so much and you'll start seeing solutions. But when you're focused on the problem, like I'll never be able to do this. It closes the door. It's like problem focused. And when you ask those two questions, your brain is open to seeing like solutions. Because then your brain yes. knows that that's not a fact. Okay, done. That's not a fact. Oh, okay. Oh, now what? Okay, so how could this be? How How is it possible? I could do this. And then boom, you start getting all these ideas. And then you have to act on it. Take one thing. Go get support or go buy the vegetables pre-cut or whatever you need.
0: I love yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Cause I've heard, you know, I've heard it said, um, and actually through the, the whole life coaching process, I've, you know, you have to ask your brain a better question because it's mm-hmm. going to offer you um, answers to whatever you ask it. So if, if you're like, why does this always happen to me? Or why can't yes. I stick with this or whatever? Then your Ooh. brain is going to go, oh, because this, 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 uh-huh. this. But if you say, how could I do this better? Then your brain mm. will be like, oh, well,
1: you could do this and you could do this and you can do this. So we have to ask yes. ourselves, ask our brains better questions so they'll give us see. better answers. <laughs> Amen. Yes, yes, yes. I love it. Yes. So good. I, yeah. And uh, when I love the
0: idea when you were talking about the, the courtroom and like having a jury I just, that visual came up of like a whole, like this whole box of people that are all my friends and all my, mm. like my family and the people that love me and want to cheer me on. Mm. And I don't know, I just, it was just kind of a neat visual to have. And if I went before them, you know, my friends and family and, and said something like, this is harder. I, I can, I, I can't do this. And, and they would look and be like, yes, you can look at all the things that you've done. You know? I'd mm. So I think if we think of our, of the people, in our lives that love and support us. And if we could see them, if they were all in a room together and we brought this thought um, before them, what would they say about it? And I, I just, I love that, that visual of that. I've never thought of it that way. And I think that's Mm. really powerful. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Another thing that you taught us in the call to do was, you know, to be curious. And so if somebody did, you know, say, go back to that, ate the muffin on the sugar detox. Um, mm-hmm. and then you might say, Well, instead of become judging, you know, you're because that's what we want to do, right? We automatically yeah. want to judge and have these yeah. thoughts, then maybe we'd be curious, like, why, why did you why did you eat that muffin? Was mm-hmm. it were you was it emotional? Did you were you just stressed and you grabbed it? Was it impulse? Was, mm. was it, did you have a, you know, did you eat something the night before that um, you know, sometimes when we sugar begets sugar, you know? And so mm-hmm. once we've kind of broken that mold, it's, it's a little bit easier for you to eat the next, you know, eat sugar in the next meal. And so I think being curious about it um, and then mm. le- trying to understand that, oh yeah, well I ate, had a glass of wine last night or, um, you know, and so this morning and I, I recognize that now I have, I, I want something sugary after I drink the night before. and And just being curious instead of judgmental and learning from that and making that part of the, the process, you know, the, the, the course, you know, that we're on here. And so I think mm-hmm. that's, that's really helpful too.
1: I love that. That's a, like a life tip in general. Cause I think we can easily, or the default is to judge, like, you know, look at me, I'm so bad. I can't even do this. You know, look at, you know, all the things versus, huh, I wonder what that was about. Why is this, you know, when they ask the questions, just like you said, and, and that can go along with like our kids, you know, like, Hey, why are they, you know, they're so messy. Why are they, huh? I wonder why they didn't pick that up. Huh? I wonder why. And I mean, I feel like curiosity is such a, a great space to start anytime. Huh? Wonder why they didn't call me back instead of like, Oh, they never called me back. They must not like me you know, there's so many, it's curious, curiosity is, is very, very, it's a very, very powerful place to be, to stand in. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. If that could be a a little bit more of a default instead of judging, I think that would be,
1: Mm -hmm. that would be
0: very useful. Oh my gosh. This is so good. I'm looking, um, oh my gosh, we've already been an hour. What? (laughs) I just looked at the time. (laughs) for real. Like this is okay. Everybody, this is kind of, this is like a coaching session. This is like t- looking at thoughts. And, mm-hmm. and I mean, we, we did it on, um, I want to say like on steroids because we just, we jumped around and, but you could spend, you could spend an entire hour on one thought mm-hmm. and yes. really understanding it, taking it captive, um, making an intentional thought out of it or just, there's just so much to this, but I hope what we, we've brought today to people is, is first just and foremost to be aware. I mean, it's kind of starts with mm-hmm. awareness, whether mm-hmm. you're being aware for yourself or, well, again, what's really helpful is to have, um, somebody like you help you be aware because we're, sometimes we think they're truth or they're so automatic that we don't catch those thoughts that are, that are coming up and leading us to take actions that we don't, they're not the actions that we, we want to have, but that we feel like, we're We're kind of stuck or we're doing it, and we don't really understand why we do that
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like we think it kind of happens to us like it's something outside of us that's what's well, them they're you know but well, they don't buy the food and they but it really it it's an inside job we we have so much agency that um I don't think we we realize until that awareness comes
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so much power because that's how power. God has. Given it to us, and we are the image bearers. I'm just, I love that so much. I'm gonna mm. use it. It's awesome. <laughs> um, okay, well, I we're gonna have to have you back on another time because yeah way too fast. <laughs>
1: yeah, I would love it.
0: Yeah, we have so much to talk about. Okay, <laughs> but before you go today, um, I have to ask you the anchor questions that I always ask everybody, and the okay. first one is, what is your anchor meal? So. What is just a go-to meal that you eat all the time, um, bonus if it's healthy, and that <laughs> you always have the ingredients and um, it's just kind of easy for you to, to
1: make and to eat? Okay. It's my breakfast. I eat the same thing for breakfast every day. I have a farm fresh eggs. They're so good. I have sautéed spinach and whole, either whole wheat toast or a, a, like a piece of sourdough toast. That's what I have for breakfast. I love Every it. Every day. I, I do. I'm a savory girl. So I it's, you know, it's it's like veg, you know, an egg and little crunchy toast. It's like, it's just nice.
0: Perfect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. What about an anchor verse, which would be a favorite Bible verse or one that just resonates with you right now, or just kind of, mm. um, just mm. kind of keeping you, keeping you grounded right now.
1: Okay. So I would say, um. Deuteronomy thirty-one six is my anchor verse. And it's, it says, you know, like be strong and courageous. Like we're commanded to be strong, right? We could do that when we take our thoughts captive, we choose, right? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified, be, you know, because of them. For the Lord, your God goes with you. He will never leave you or forsake you. And I just love, I just love, love, love. Like he will never Ever, 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 no matter how I'm feeling or what I've done, he will never leave or forsake me. Everywhere I go, he is there. He's got my back. He goes before me, beside me. And it just brings me so much peace and groundedness. And I can lean on him. And yeah, that's Mm. my verse. Mm -hmm. Even if you eat all the Twinkies. Yes. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah, I
0: love it. I had to say that because you said I it. I love
1: it. I, know, I love <laughs> it. It's so true, right? We don't think. It you know, is so true. It is, but it is. It is. It is so man.
0: true. And no matter, I always tell people, I mean, we talk so much about food and everything here, mm. but truly God doesn't really care what you eat. He loves you no matter what we eat well. Mm -hmm. So we feel well. So we serve well. So we can show up in this body Mm. and and in this brain to do everything that Mm. he created us, um, to do and to be, and to be the image bearer um, and just to be his love in the world. And so Mm -hmm. that is why we do what we do. But again, so Mm. much of that depends on, um, our minds, managing our minds, managing our thoughts. And I thank you so much for showing us how to do that. And just being here to show people the option of um, getting support in that through a life coach, um, through, you know, in a coaching group, um, through a one on one coaching relationship, or even in self coaching, you know, I've taught um, tried to show my people how to at least do that, to do some self-coaching and become mm. aware of their thoughts. And so it's all such valuable work. But if somebody wanted to um, get more support and, and maybe work with you, what, what kind of, I know you offer one-on-one coaching. Could you just mm-hmm. tell people um, how you work and then where they might be able to find you if they wanted to reach out? I know some of our members of the Christian Health Club have reached out and had some coaching sessions with you and they've been really helpful.
1: Mm. Yeah. Um, okay. So I mainly do one-on-one coaching uh, for six months and it's a very powerful time. We do a lot of like pulling threads of like what we're thinking and people have literally changed the trajectory of their, their lives, like in that container. So that's what I mainly do. But also, um, I am offering coming up at the beginning of April, I think April 7th, I believe. Um, I'm doing a four-week, the whole month of April, a four-week course, like an introduction to coaching. So it's a little bit like what happened here today, but we'll go a lot deeper and people will take tools. They could take it all. It's just going to be a massive, massive value. And I'm only um, taking 10 people in and it's $97 for um, you know, for, that, for those, that month. And uh, for that group coaching program. So it's an introduction to coaching for Christian women. And um, that's it. And so if people want to kind of like get to know me a little bit. Um, I'm on Instagram at Tana, T-A-N-A underscore life coach, T-A-N-A. And then on Facebook, Tana Inskeep. You can find me I-N-S-K-E-E-P.
0: Yeah. Yes. Everybody go Mm -hmm. follow her because she just following her. She, um, shares a lot of her life coaching tips in everyday, um, you know, situations. I mean, she is like us. she's a mom and Mm she's a a busy, (laughs) a busy woman with all the feelings and all the things Uh that all of us go through. And so, um, she just, she shares and she, um, kind of just gives a lot of value just in your everyday posts and Mm. I I enjoy following you. Um, so, Mm. so thank you for being here so much. I really appreciate it.
1: Oh, you're so welcome. Thanks for having me. This is fun. Yeah. So fun. We'll have to do it again.
0: And, um, thank you everybody for being here for listening. I hope you have a healthy and blessed week and I will talk to you soon.